Too Many Comics, episode 149. Brooks, we haven't talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe quite enough. <laughs> I, I, I want to just kick it off then with what we just talked about pre-show. So there was a, a link floating around that I, I think I found through comicbookresources.com that basically runs you through every MCU movie and asks you, you know, which would you prefer to watch right this second? So by doing so, uh, you eventually list out your, you rank your, your movies from the entire MCU. So we have not I mean, shared you, our results. No, we have not. I am interested to, uh, to see what we got going on. So are we just going to do like 19 to 1 just, and just say what they are? Sure. Okay, you go first. Okay, Thor The Dark World. Same. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3. The Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3. Thor. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America the First Avenger. Same. Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Doctor Strange. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Iron Man. Black Panther. Age of Ultron. Spider-Man Homecoming. Doctor Strange. Thor Ragnarok. The Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Iron Man. Infinity War. Civil War. Ragnarok. The Avengers. Civil War. Infinity War. Homecoming. Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume 2. The Winter Soldier. Black Panther. Black Panther's your number one? No, Winter Soldier is. How do we get off the track here? I don't know. Winter Soldier's number one for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For me as well. I read off 19 movies. I don't know how that happened. Okay, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Civil War, Ragnarok, Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, The Avengers, Doctor Strange. I'm, I'm going in the other order now. Yeah. What I can say from looking at this, um, they have gotten progressively better at making movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the bottom half of this is all Thor Dark World, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Incredible Hulk, Thor, First Avenger, Whereas pretty much everything other than the first Iron Man is of the most recent sort of thing. So kudos to Marvel and Marvel Studios for, I don't know, I guess learning from mistakes, getting better as as the time goes. Um, you know, even something like Thor, where I didn't enjoy the first two movies, I, I really love Thor Ragnarok. So they are getting great at making movies. Read me your top five from one to five. Again? Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity War, The Avengers, and Civil War. Okay. Winter Soldier still won for yeah, the both of us. Fantastic. I, I mean, I mean, they're they're so they're so good. I mean, and also Dark World was the worst of yeah, them all. <laughs> of them all. By so far. let's let, let's let's be fair and clear. Anywho, speaking of the MCU, what's happening with Ms. Marvel? So Kevin Feige has assured. Like from a random quote in some interview with BBC, uh, that there are plans for Miss Marvel, uh, aka Kamala Khan, to appear in the MCU. So, you know, we've discussed briefly uh, over this last couple weeks after seeing Infinity War and, you know, knowing the contracts are running out, character stories are going to end, what characters are they going to bring into the fold? Obviously, we've got Captain Marvel coming. It makes sense that Miss Marvel has been very popular in books right now, uh, another mm-hmm. female superhero. Uh, you know, a different angle ethnicity wise. So we, that's not a surprise whatsoever. So to hear him assure that that's happening, I guess is, is sort of a breaking news type of thing. Sure. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the character. Just, 
just in general. But I get that why she is, and she's kind of groundbreaking that way, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, you already kind of touched on. I think she's also Muslim. I want to say on yes. top of everything else, so she's really checking lots of uh, unchecked boxes when it comes to characters uh, being introduced in the uh, in the MCU. So that's okay. That's good. Uh, elsewhere, they they did confirm that they are going to do something with the Eternals, and they have confirmed that they found their writers, and that is Ruins writers Matthew and Ryan Furpo. I don't know okay. much about the Eternals, but you know, as right, I've said, right. they've gotten better and better at making movies, so I'm on board until uh, I see what's happening here. So this is not in the notes, but I did. It was incumbent upon me to mention that I've been seeing Cloak and Dagger posters in the subway stations. June seventh is when that. Is coming out. That's imminent, and it looks great. And, and I'm seeing posters. It, that means that means it's real. Yeah, it's coming up. Every time I see a uh, a preview on some random commercial, I, I think it looks awesome. I got high hopes for that. Well, don't you love Freeform? Is that you? <laughs> is that what that is? Is it Freeform or Yep. Is that what, okay. Okay. Cool. Well, big Pretty Little Liars. The whole thing. So this is big news for uh, you and I, and for apparently a lot of people who were upset that Super Sons had come to an end. Uh, not so fast. Peter Tomasi cause it's returning for Adventures of the Super Sons Maxi Series, uh, which seemingly hit stands August 1st. 12-issue Maxi Series. Uh, Peter Tomasi writing, obviously. Um, so, you know, this is a this was a show favorite for a little while, so it's nice to know that we've got at least another year of reading out of these two characters. Who's drawing it? Uh, I'm reading it right now. I'm, I mean, I'm reading it right now. This is my fault, too. I don't know. Okay, they might not well, have announced it. Well, shit. Anywho'sville, but well, that's good to know. They, mm-hmm. I, we all we all enjoyed it. We all did. All two of us. Well, it's going to be great. I, I, a lot of people enjoyed it. I saw a lot of stories when it was canceled. Um, so great, it's great news. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 as you know, I'm not really a big DC reader, but in general, I mean, I just enjoy the tone. It's, it's, it's innocent. Like I think that the between the tone of the, of the book and the art has fluctuated here and there, but it's been generally speaking pretty consistent. I want to say, right? Yeah, it, it falls in line with a lot of the other stuff he's written that that includes Damien. So I mean, his Batman and Robin run was was a very consistent book, and so it's it's not surprising that. Super Sons was just the same. And I got you some wicked-ass variants when you were here. Thank I you for nothing. It. Thank you. Thank you, finally. The respect that I desire. Uh, did you see Deadpool 2? I have not. That surprises me. I thought you were like a Thursday kind of guy. Yeah, but I'm not a Deadpool kind of guy. So Yeah, but you're, a, but you're a comic book movie watcher kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know. So I, it took me a while so, to see the first one. It took me a while to see something like Suicide Squad. Um I'm sure I will see it in theaters at some point soon. I thought just we because. saw that together. Who did I see Deadpool with then? It wasn't you. It was not me. Wow. Well, I thought we were friends. Mm, not um, great. So I did see Deadpool 2, and I actually saw it in the same theater that we saw uh, Avengers Infinity Wars, as a matter of fact, in the city of big dreams. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I got to say, you know, we kind of lean away from Deadpool. Just, I- I'm not sure what it is about the character that polarizes the two of us, but it, nevertheless, uh, it was pretty good, actually. Gotta say. I've seen uh, strong reviews. Uh, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of misdirection happening. Um, pretty funny. I did actually lull, which you know I don't like to do in front of people, because I'm the funniest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was pretty good. I, 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 I would even see it again if we lived in the same city. 
Meaning I would see it with you, my friend. Well, maybe when you uh, come home next month, it'll still be in theaters, and perhaps there's a small chance I won't have seen it yet. It'll still be in theaters. I want to say it's already outpaced um, It as the fastest money-making R-rated movie in history. Mm, So so there's that. Yeah, again, um, just... mm, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, in in particular you, but they did a good job with this one. I, I gotta say... They really did. I liked it. I trust you. Well, famous last words. <laughs> so our number one for the week, uh, New Challengers, number one of six. This was out of DC, part of the Dark Knight's metal brand. That uh, What is that? What is that? We, we don't know. And that's on us. We should be <laughs> researching that and looking in before we read some of these books. This wasn't the terrific <laughs> part of that. I guess we don't know. Yeah, and, and you know, I can hear Tai Zong hating us right now, but he just listened to the show. Yeah, listen, we're open for trying new books. It doesn't mean you have we have time or the or the wherewithal to read every bit of backstory that goes along with it. So we don't know much about Dark Knight's Metal, though we're picking up a DC Universe book that is sort of within the Dark Knight's Metal world here. This being New Challengers, and I'll just kick it off and start um, with the scores. So. Critic rating of 7.2, user rating of 6.6 from Comic Book Roundup. I, th- I think that falls in line with my thoughts here. Um, one thing I did not like about the story of this, and this is done by Scott Snyder, artist Andy Kubert. These are both two people who are who know what they're doing. Um, obviously, yeah. they are pretty great, uh, you know, long-standing creators in the business. Um, <laughs> I feel like though they were probably, I don't know if this was like a a passion project of theirs or if DCs who are just pegged them as part of this dark Knights metal thing and, you know, put them on this title. But the sense I got from this book was it, it, it seemed to go really fast. I mean, there's a lot of characters. I mean, like, you know, I say a lot, it's like five, maybe like four or five. I'm forgetting off the top of my head as part of this little team that's been assembled. And, you know, there's no little, backstory the grand scheme of of what exactly is going on i mean they don't even quite really learn about what's going on until close to the very end and even still it's not the full story of what's happening and then they get sent out in their first mission and then you know the person controlling things we don't know much about this person and and you probably do if you're reading dark Knight's metal or have a greater understanding uh but for me jumping right into this i, I just felt completely lost so you danced around the, the plot here which is you've got these people who are who have seemingly been randomly plucked from their day-to-day to go on a mission in some crazy place and they don't have a choice they have to do it and one guy decides <laughs> decides not to be a part of it and that didn't go well no um he was warned he was warned but not to the extent that he was going to be flayed alive or whatever the hell happened to him but uh he, I, I, so I don't know what to make of this. And actually the reviews I want to say were not that glowing about this, given the creative team being like stalwarts in the, in the, in the business, as you would say, um, it was okay to me. Yeah. I I don't even know what the mission is now. Granted, we do enjoy limited series again, six, six books. This is instead of like Yoda. Um, but I don't believe I'll be, unless the buzz, picks up tremendously from here don't imagine i'll uh, i will keep going after this also i don't understand the whole dark knight's metal thing i don't, I don't know if there's, if there's a greater fabric that would really lend itself to this being a better book i don't know do you maybe that's a takeaway for us for next week that we learn about dark knight's metal 
I see a follow-up happening. <laughs> I see it happening. I, and I just, as you were talking, I, I poked through some of the reviews and how comic book roundup will pull um, little bits from them. And here's one that, that gave it a six that sort of hit what I was just saying a little better. Said so this, this issue doesn't get you familiar with the team members that you'll be on this journey with, nor does it give you reason as to what the purpose of the adventure is. But there lies the mystery that might hook readers to come back for more. And that's the thing. I don't think there was enough there to hook me. I've kind of no. just, you know, I don't really know much about these characters, nor what the actual mission is outside of saving the universe. And uh, I can get those kind of stories elsewhere. So, yeah, unless, like like you said, the buzz picks up and something comes of this. I mean, I like that it's a miniseries, obviously. So, you know, if it's a great follow-up, maybe I'll read the thing at the end. But right now I think I'm out. And that's sorry to say because these are two uh, very good creators. Yeah, I would say, I mean, yes. Uh, Andy Kubert, in, I mentioned this on, on the last show, was drawing the X-Men when I was, like, in middle school. So that's that's a big deal to me. Yeah, he's drawn Damian Wayne. That's a big deal to me. So, not big enough. <laughs> Next week, uh, in addition to learning about Dark Knight's Metal, we will take on Delta 13, number one, out of IDW. This is by Steve Niles and Nat Jones. Who knows what mysteries lie deep in the asteroid belt? When a mysterious, huge, and previously undiscovered asteroid looms over their ship, a small crew of blue-collar workers discovers a terrifying threat unlike anything they've ever seen. Now the crew must escape the asteroid, but even if they do, will they be able to escape each other and anything they bring back with them? A chilling and thrilling new tale from the writer Steve Niles and artist Nat Jones. I feel like things like chilling and thrilling are just so uh, old school. Yeah, and likely not necessary. I know. Well, they, or they can like, come up with something better. We like hyperbole. Yeah, that's kind sure, of our thing, for right? Certain. Uh, but the cover looks cool, and uh, you know the uh, the guys who did this, uh, Thirty Days of Night, October Faction. I can get on board with that. I love judging a book by its cover. Well, that's like uh, buying a bottle of wine because it's fancy looking, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're a wine, a, 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 a Johnny Cumley to wine drinking. Uh, right? No, I do not drink wine. Just champagne. You went to you went to the Napa Valley. I did not drink uh, anything other than champagne while I was there. Okay, you're um, a you're a real mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I ate some good food. Oh well, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, elsewhere this week, I uh, read Gideon Falls number three, which I assume you did as well. Y- yes, I love it. This is the Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino book. We got a lot more. Um, so we get the priest's first sermon. Uh, he's got some weird interactions with some some characters. You know, they clear his name of the murder. Um, off the top of my head, the main guy's name, uh, his doctor, um, has seen the barn, confides in him. You know, story progresses there. I don't. I don't want to. If, if case like someone out there has not read this or or anything, you know, I don't want to reveal anything that's you know gonna do it here. But it's this is wonderfully put together. There's cool items like the i'm looking at the page here where um the guy's sort of on his bed looking down at the newspaper clippings and they've superimposed them like bigger up top so you can see what he's looking at um it's a very cool laid out book uh art's done wonderfully jeff lemire is a great storyteller uh still fully on board it's a great book is this a limited series or is this gonna keep going i don't remember i feel like it has the makings of a uh, keep going i mean i think <laughs> It's very eloquent. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great, and I think the creative team is like, you know, despite what we said about new challengers, like a plus, super legit. I think this is the kind of book that I would recommend to a new reader of comics because you don't need to have any backstory of any kind. 
and it's just so well done. Yeah, for that, sure. I mean, I mean, I, Andre Sorrentino's work is just—I don't know if I said breathtaking. That's that's it's lame of me. Chilling and but, thrilling. It's how dare you? <laughs> and then, no, it's just so good. It's really great. So, uh, I like it very much. We can divine thirty-six. Wicked Divine 36, this was, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the end here with each each issue. Uh, a lot was played. I, I love the panel-by-panel panel of the various years of Anaki, um, you know, killing various gods. Of Reassuring yeah, killing. I've missed you. Snap of the fingers, you're dead. I mean, I thought it made the book, the book go super fast. It, yeah. You know, it makes it seem as though the story's not pro- progressing. We, we get that in a... Um, a scenario with Ball, and, and then it sort of just halts to an end. Uh, right. But panel by panel with Anaki doing that, I mean, driving home that that theme, um, that was cool. I mean, it, I'm not going to chastise it for going super fast when it's issue 36 of a well-thought-out story. So, um, you know, I still am eagerly waiting to see how this all ends. Well, I mean, we can't, on one hand, be mad when it's prose when it's a straight up uh you know annual where it's just a straight up it's a real book yeah and then also be upset when we can fly through an issue in 10 minutes minutes or less which is what this book was but yeah um so we learn a little more about sort of balls i guess balls Mm. (laughs) thank you um sort of his side story like how he's been able to extend out this period of time that we're told is limited, right? Which is pretty heinous. Right. And then also the whole Anaki thing too. So, I mean, yeah, this book is very well done as well. So, uh, I mean, as much as I like it, I, I do look forward to the, you know, finale. Just so, because it never really dipped in quality yet. Yeah. And it's nice knowing that it's coming up. So you don't have to worry about it going on for too long. You know, they're wrapping up the story and it's been awesome. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. I appreciate you. The other thing as, I read as a was, co-host, as a co-host, <laughs> a walk through hell uh, by Garth Ennis and uh, drawn by Garan Suzuka. Uh, I picked this up just when I was going through Comicsology uh, when the new releases came out. This is out of Aftershock. Obviously, Garth Ennis is you know who did best known for Preacher. Um, just by his name, I I picked it up. This is two special agents. They handle routine calls. Um, Shaw and McGregor, you know, they stumble on a call that ends up not being routine and it turns into, it's, it's basically a horror story in the making. Um, I won't reveal sort of, you know, what may go haywire. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It, it was a, it was a very slow burn. So it was 34 pages in comiXology. So it's, you know, slightly longer than what a typical issue tends to be here. And you don't really get the horror aspect until sort of you get closer to that ending. And it's a slowly played out of, of these two agents going back and forth and, you know, some little backstory. I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm a Garth Ennis fan. Uh, so I'm going to keep my eye on it. I'm not going to subscribe, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, he's produced a lot of very good books over the years, a lot of crit- critically acclaimed stuff. So, um, you know, this may take a turn for the better over the next few issues in the uh, first arc. Well, I don't know it, but that's good to know. So I read A Dead Hand Number 2. Now, this is by Kyle Higgins, which we've discussed in the past, uh, was responsible for um, – shit, what was that book called? 
something falls. Oh my god, this is terrible. Uh, he did. What's the name again? Kyle Higgins. This is terrible. Gideon Falls. Is that right? No, that's Jeff Lemire. What we just. <laughs> oh guys. <it's> terrible. <laughs> Dear Lord. I'm sorry. Okay, keep talking. We'll figure it out. Uh, Kyle Higgins did. Hadrian's Wall. That's the one. You can send me that mistake. Cal. There you go. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Wow. You feel bad. You know what though? You keep this and don't 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 edit this out. No, I deserve not. this. <laughs> so I did that. Uh, it's actually pretty good, man. So the story centers around a guy who at one point was a bit of an operative type and has seemingly given up that life, but actually is living in a place that is not what it appears to be. It is a secluded. Eh, it's, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but you you should get into it. I mean, I, I do miss the artist not being the same as it was for Hadrian's Wall and Cowl. You can put that into uh, re-edit that to the back uh, this part of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it, it is quite good. It's well done. I, I went ahead and subscribed because I, I do believe in the uh, in the creative team on this one. So, um, I, you know, I know you like to let things build up. Give it three or four. And then you should you should get in there because it, it's very well done. It reminds me in some ways also of the Tales of Suspense that was the Black Widow return. Which was book, great. Which you didn't do until I made you, which you are today. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then I read uh, Isola number two. Again, this is by uh, Brendan Fletcher, who has not done anything that I know of before. So then I'm going to try and fumble through that. Gotham's Academy. Really? Gotham Academy. He did do that? Uh, very well done, this book. It does remind me in some ways, uh, and I hate to use this as, like a, as a tired uh, comparison of Saga a little bit. So it involves a, 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 a woman soldier who is uh, partnered up with a tiger who we are learning slowly but surely is royalty. It's been transformed into this tiger, and she's basically kind of keeping on the straight and narrow. She's on some type of journey. I don't know exactly what's going on there but it's it's i like it very much i really do and the art is fantastic so it is uh, done by the gotham academy artist if i remember correctly carl kershaw yeah 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 so um i'm surprised you don't read it then given that uh well i remember looking at the first one whenever we reviewed it um so maybe i'll give it another uh another look see i think we actually had it as a debut review yeah that's what i said i said well i remember reading the first one i'll give it another look see but why would you not already be on top of it? I don't know. I don't, for some reason, I obviously didn't. Must not have struck with me the first one. I don't I have know. To go back and listen to the show and see what kind of review yeah, I gave yeah. it. Jesus Christ! I also am embarrassed. I also managed to flub that again. I'm sorry about the Gideon Falls oh, thing. I mean, I, look, there's too many comics. That's what I'm saying. So I, how how accountable could one be? Damn it! <laughs> this is this is episode 149. It's easy to forget things. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so that's all basically I got to, but you know, it was a it was a lean week, but a tight week. All right. Well, uh, you know, we talked many times about Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye run with Kate Bishop. Uh so this is welcoming news to to us and anyone who's a friend of that, a fan of that. So the Avengers are establishing a new West Coast team. She will be penning the West Coast Avengers. Uh and she will be bringing with her both Hawkeyes, Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, and the team is made up of Gwenpool. Kate's boyfriend, Johnny, former X-Man, Quentin Quire, and Kate's fellow Ooh. young Avenger, America Chavez. So that's an interesting team. Yeah, I think this will be uh, – I mean, I'm kind of interested in, in, in seeing this. Um, 
I assume she's going to have this, the same sort of style and uh, with with Kate and Kate and Clint. You know, she picked that up very admirably um, from Fractured Sort of Run, and it was that a similar feel to that. Um, bringing along Kate's boyfriend Johnny, who it, the story notes is is way over his head. Uh, and you know some other characters that I'm not super familiar with, so this will be a way to introduce myself to them, and uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. So yeah, interesting lineup they've got here. I re- it really is a very strange team, but I mean, you know, who's drawing it? Oh, Did they say? Putting me on the spot, drawn by uh, Stefano Caselli. Where do you see that? Oh, okay. What, what's he done? That I do not know. I have the hard questions. Google has the easy I, answers. I'm doing it right now. Uh, yeah, it's decent style. Okay. Some Spider-Man, yeah, okay. it looks like. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to read it. We'll probably do it as a debut review. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's, stay let's, tuned. Let's see you this August. <laughs> so it looks okay, like you so, put a little something in here. So tell me about this. Okay. So a buddy. I, where are you with Reddit? Yeah, I where, am. I subscribe to a lot of things, and I read it... Uh, uh, maybe not every day, but every other day. I still I don't understand how to navigate it properly. I just feel like it's a lot of content, and I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, you got to subscribe to specific subreddits, and uh, you know, use an app that builds those out because their website is in it's clunky. Need a, yeah, need a redesign. So there's a there's a good iOS app, Apollo, that I would recommend. I appreciate that. I always this is what we'll always be friends uh, because <laughs> because of, of shit like this. So anyway, so buddy of mine sent me. I guess it was a subreddit or some shit. I don't know where people were sort of poking fun at the idea that Daredevil and Luke Cage, while super powered, sort of Deadpool, uh, Daredevil not so much, but Luke Cage for sure, only basically stick to their neighborhoods. They don't really venture outside of that. And I get why people would sort of have fun with this. And I'm curious about your thoughts, too. And my thought is, why would they go outside of Harlem and Hell's Kitchen? Because the rest of the city is covered, I feel like, by the Avengers and Spider-Man and other... I mean, even if you, you don't read the X-Men, but they, they are currently living in Central Park. Yeah. So would you need to go well, outside of Harlem? If also, you, were you know, they've been in this one spot for so long. And have they had the chance to even leave... Hell's Kitchen in Harlem, they seem to always run into, like, Daredevil's got Wilson Fisk and Elektra and, you know, and Luke Cage has got all his people. Like, they seem to have a new villain sprout up in their little area every other week. So when would they ever have the time to get out? I don't have the answer. But also, I mean, it'd be like, I mean, even Luke Cage is not that powerful in comparison to other Marvel heroes, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can just stay in, in Harlem and do what you have to do. The Avengers will take care of the rest of the city. It's Same with Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, America Chavez lives in uh, fucking Jersey City, so I think we're good to go. <laughs> I mean, I think... There's a lot know, of superheroes. I, I think the, yeah, the ground is covered. I mean, what's the... I mean, what, what's, the, what's I, the problem here? Uh, well, You're not working rub? for, like, numerous businesses. What's the rub? I don't know. I mean, I... I the fact that I even leave Hoboken every day is a, is a real <laughs> triumph to me. So anyway, so I mean, I, but then again, people are just so hatery when they take to the take the, to the comments, the interwebs. Yes, the inter- I mean, that's right. So, and of course, you're that much better at Reddit than I am. So, what the hell do I know? So anyway, I guess we just agree that they're okay taking after their little neighborhoods. Yeah, because, and that's fine. I support them. 
So, you know, and Daredevil's not even super powered at all. He's a good fighter who happens to have enhanced senses minus the sight. The seeing. <laughs> now you're hating. No, I'm just saying, like, you do Hell's Kitchen. All right. Well, well I, was there, I was there yesterday, Hell's Kitchen. It's much nicer than it sounds. <laughs> well, I know that uh, on June 1st, you will need to visit the Amazon bookstore in New York City if you can break away from work. Okay. Uh, Amazon announced today that they are doing something epic for comiXology. So viewing parties will be held simultaneously at Amazon pop-up kiosks and Amazon book retail locations with special giveaways for the launch of something new with comiXology originals, Amazon's digital comic book publishing arm. I'm so curious about that. Yeah. So they are, it's Friday, June 1st, 5 PM Eastern. They're going to live stream it on Twitch, which Amazon also owns, uh, hosted by some per, Esports personality Mar- I've never heard of. Mar- you never heard of Marcus DJ Wheat Graham? No. <laughs> Neither <laughs> am I. <laughs> uh, so yeah, June first. Uh, who knows what Amazon's got up got up their sleeve here? But uh, I'm interested. Do I have to go to this? Really? You don't have to. No, but it is interesting. The article obviously notes that you know Amazon bought Comicsology five years ago. Um. And they haven't really done a whole lot with it. I mean, I'm sure there's been some back-end stuff to bring it into the fold. They only recently started giving us uh, Prime discount deals with it. Um, they never did go back on the iOS thing and be be able to allow to buy within the app, so that's kind of annoying. Yeah, but, annoying. you know, not a whole lot has changed. So, you know, I'd be interested to see what they've got going on here. And clearly something up their sleeve, but they've got, you know, a lot of things they could do with with you know, any sort of original superhero type thing. They, I mean, they can mass produce their own shows now and movies and books and whatever magazines. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but yeah, well, I mean, they could do magazines. So yeah, so me, I probably would go. I probably will go. All right. Well, I hope you win something. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't win anything. <laughs> I never do. And, and I hate to, I hate to end the show on a, sort of a bittersweet ending but i was sort of sad to to see and surprised to see that this story come across that mech cadet u will be ending at issue 12 good and you know it was originally supposed to be a mini series it you know had great reviews sold well and it was oh it's going to be an ongoing and now i wonder if the sales have, have dipped off or what the what the issue is but uh, we'll conclude with issue 12 later this year and uh, yeah i agree with you i mean i was on board with this being a a a zipped up story. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got to expand it a little bit. It's still been a pretty good read. It's, it's very easy to get through. Uh, Amazon should buy this and turn it into an awesome cartoon. Oh yeah. I think it lends itself to that. Yeah, that would be cool. So there you go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I look forward to reviewing the finale on this very show later this year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. All right, well, we've got uh, some follow-up of Dark Knights, Dark Knight Metal, Dark Metal, whatever the hell it's called. And yeah, exactly. uh, we're going to do some more research on Kyle Higgins because I'm going to quiz you next week on the books that he okay. has written. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Hadrian's Wall. Cow. <laughs> Cow. Okay. Dead Hand. <laughs> well, another, right. another successful week. That's great. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week and uh, hit us up at TooManyComics.com.